The Successful and Fit Podcast, Episode 4. It's ingrained in many entrepreneurs' DNA to, as Gary Vaynerchuk says, crush it. Or at least it should be. But how do you crush it in business while still balancing a personal life of some sort? Even if you love working on your business every waking minute of the day, which if you are a true entrepreneur, you're probably guilty of just like me, you still need some sort of outlet. My guest today is a successful by any meaning of the word. Eric Hinman is an entrepreneur and founder of several businesses. Not only is he juggling several businesses every day, but he is also an elite triathlete who recently finished competing in the 2014 Ironman World Championships in Kona, Hawaii. Hi, I'm your host, John Timmerman. If you want to learn how to balance a high-performing life with a positive attitude, Enjoy this episode featuring Eric Hinman. Starting a business is one of the most rewarding things you can do in life, both personally and financially. But it's not easy. It takes grit, passion, open-mindedness, and most importantly, a plan on how to balance it all. Welcome to the Successful and Fit Podcast, the show that teaches you how some of the most successful people on earth got their start and how they balance building their business or brand with achieving a personally satisfying life. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening. I'm really excited for our guest today. Um, he is highly successful in in my eyes, mostly because not only does he balance a few different businesses, but he's also an elite triathlete um, who just, if I'm not mistaken, came back from uh, Kona, Hawaii. Is that right, Eric? Yes, it is. Awesome. How was it out there? It was hot and humid and windy, <laughs> but awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, um, why don't you give our listeners a little insight into you know who you are? Tell us a little bit about you personally, and then what you do professionally. Sure. Uh, so my hobby is obviously triathlon. I spend a lot of my time uh, training and learning as much as I can about training techniques, nutrition, sleep, recovery, racing, race day nutrition. Um, and I just I really enjoy the self improvement aspect of triathlon. I think that's why I've been just kind of so sucked into to that sport. Uh, professionally, I have an insurance business, property and casualty insurance, uh, called Hinman and Associates. And then I'm also a partner in a uh, CrossFit gym and indoor cycling studio called Urban Life Athletics. And I'm the co-founder and now a consultant uh, to Rounded, which is a software development company here in Syracuse and uh, recently opening an office in San Francisco. Fantastic. Yeah, so you certainly are juggling a few different things, huh? I am. I am. <laughs> that's a, a perfect intro uh, you know, into our conversation, though, because that's what um, – I mean, that's what a, this podcast really is all about, the reason I started it. You know, I – as as most entrepreneurs do, struggle with balancing, you know, business and and whether you have one or multiple ones, and then also, you know, figuring how to figuring out how to balance the rest of your life and and making sure that your health and fitness and family and friends and you know uh, sanity is is balanced at the same time. So that's really cool. Uh, 
how did you get into entrepreneurship? Can you tell us kind of a quick backstory? You know, starting sure. from from you know your your younger years, and how did you how did you get into it? And how'd you grow? Yeah, I think it was really distilled in me by my parents at a young age. Uh, my mom was a school teacher, a very, very hard worker, and my father was the CEO of an insurance company, a small policyholder-owned company in Parrish, New York. So I learned from both of them, you know, that hard work pays off, and you know, I saw kind of the direct result of both my parents' hard work and, you know, what it led to, both success and, and freedom for them to do what they enjoyed doing. Um, <clears throat> so I, you know, before college, I really had the dream of owning my own business. Uh, I went to school for business management, and when I graduated, I started working for my father, eventually bu uh, built up a book of insurance business and was able to go off on my own. And I just, I really enjoyed the direct result of, you know, the time and effort that you put in, you get to see the payoff for it. Um, and I just, you know, I like the, <clears throat> there's a lot of unknowns, you know, it's very risky starting a business and I've always been a curious person. So I really enjoy kind of the lifelong learning aspect of starting a business and building a business. Um, you know, it, it, every business is different and, uh, you have to have very, very good people around you to make sure that the business is successful and sustainable. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, and what you just said there about making sure you have the right people around you is, is key. Um, in a few past episodes of this podcast, I've talked about, uh, you know, catalyst for change and, you know, how to build habits and, and make sure that they stay part of your life. And a, a big portion of that is community. Um, you know, it's been proven that, that, for instance, if you want to get fit or if you want to succeed in business or you want to quit smoking, you know, you, you need to surround yourself with people in the community that's going to be kind of pushing you towards that direction. Because if you hang out with the opposite group of people, you know, it's going to pull you back into, uh, you know, the, the opposite direction that you want to go. Um, so that's that's really important. And, and I think the quote goes um, and oh man, I wish I could remember who said it. Maybe maybe you'll know. But um you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most. And yep. I really, I really think that holds true. Um, myself. I can't agree in, more. What's that? I can't agree more. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a big, big believer in that. <clears throat> and also a big believer in, in whatever you're doing, study what the best in the world are doing. So whether it's triathlon or let's say you want to be a really successful investor, you know, read everything you can about Warren Buffett. So study what the best in the world are doing and whatever you want to be really good at and learn from them. Um, you know, so if you can't surround yourself with them, at least follow them and, you know, read everything you can about what they did to become successful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and with the accessibility of the internet now, you might, like you said, you might not be able to literally surround yourself with them, but, you know, by digesting their information, uh, studying them, pot, listening to podcasts by, you know, experts and things like that. I, I think that's a, that's a good replacement if you can't, uh, literally be mentored or, or in the same community as them for sure. Uh, um, no, so let's get into, you know, your productivity. I mean, again, you, you're a rock star for balancing all this stuff and we'll get into the triathlon, triathlon piece of it, but you know, obviously that's that's three sports in one, so that, that's going to keep you really busy. But how do you keep your business productivity, you know, peaked, uh, you know, through training? And, and I'm sure it fluctuates, but, you know, what's your strategy for staying productive? 
Yeah, I would say off the top of my head, three things. Uh, the first one, structure. So, you know, every Sunday I will look at the week ahead and plan out the week. So <clears throat> I'll start by putting in all of my workouts for the week and then I'll, I'll pick, you know, like the high priority things that need to get done and make sure they're scheduled. And I'll just in Evernote, I'll create kind of a daily agenda of the things I want to tackle. So, you know, basically a to do list. Um, second, I'm a big believer in doing the things that only you can do. So, for example, only I can run for an hour and a half to improve my running ability. Nobody can do it for me. But, you know, let's say sending out uh, email blasts or following up with customers um, who have questions about the CrossFit gym. Those are things that, you know, other people can do and probably can do better than me. So you have to know what things to, you have to do yourself that are you know, purposeful for, for your goals. You have to know what things you can automate, what things you can eliminate, and what things you can delegate. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in those things. <clears throat> and the third is just you know, picking a purpose. What do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to build a $100 million business? Do you want to be an elite triathlete? Do you want to um, you know, rise to the top of your Fortune 500 company that you work for? And make sure that you, you align your goals with that purpose and don't do things in the gray zone. So make sure that the things that you're doing are mini goals to accomplish that major goal. Yeah, I, lo yeah. I, I love what you just said there. Don't do things in the gray zone. Um, you know, that's it, – it's a, it's a very easy way to put that it's, it's easy to get bogged down and have, you know, what a lot of people call the bright, shiny object syndrome. You bounce around. You get a cool idea. You – you know, you get distracted by an email, um, you know, and, and to go into that, that, uh, you know, nitpicking side where, whereas you should be focusing, like you said, on the things that are going to bring you to your goal. Um, quick side note, you mentioned structure as number one, and you mentioned Warren Buffett earlier. Have you heard of kind of the, the way that he structures, you know, prioritizing? He uses, um, he, he suggests you, you, you basically come up with a list of the, the top, I think it's 25 things that, uh, that you want to do or that you feel like you need to do and then figure out the five most important things and segment those five into a separate list of the do at all costs list and then the other 20 while they still might be important you are not allowed to do those things at at all even touch them until those first five are done i dig it yeah yeah i, I respect that i've been trying that a lot and it, it's been working great but um, so let's jump over to uh, to your training a little bit. So you know, training in general. I mean, just exercising and you know, weightlifting or whatever it might be, is is tricky for a lot of entrepreneurs to fit that in. But you're balancing training at an elite level for for uh, a triathlon. So give us an insight into how you might balance that those efforts with your entrepreneur entrepreneurial uh, efforts. Sure. Um, I mean, it's just, it's having a plan. So I have a triathlon coach who <clears throat> inputs workouts for me and every workout has a purpose. And, you know, during different parts of the year, the training will vary uh, based on that time of year. So like, you know, right now is 
technically my off season where um, I'm just kind of exercising, just staying in shape, but not really doing anything for a purpose. Starting another week or so, I'll start up my aerobic training base where I'm basically just building durability and building up an aerobic engine. Um, So the training won't be quite as time intensive. So this is really a time where I'm able to focus a lot more on business. So um, right now with the gym, I'm really focused on the spin studio and just helping to build a brand and get people in to experience the spin studio. So it's nice having some more time to be able to really, really focus on that. So, you know, I would say throughout the year, there's there's different times where my focus, you know, shifts and, you know, you just have to be uh, cognizant of you know, the balancing act, you know, I know that my uh, spring and summer is going to be really busy with training. So I have to make sure that I've got enough uh, processes and procedures in place with the with the businesses so that, you know, I can step away from some of the daily operations and some of the time that I might be putting into to those businesses during that time period. So I mean, it's really just, you know, kind of planning ahead and planning out, you know, the weeks, the months and, and the year ahead. Um, now if you could go into a little detail, you know, there's, there's a lot of entrepreneur, entrepreneurs out there, um, who might be thinking like, well, I'm never going to be able to go on vacation again now for the next five years of building my business or something, you know, what tips might you be able to give them to, uh, to prepare for things like that? Like, what do you do when you, when you know you have a race schedule coming up or something? Do you, do you delegate to your employees or, you know, what's kind of your, your go-to? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Whenever I I feel like I'm starting to get sucked into things that I don't need to be doing, um, that other people can certainly do and and do probably better than me, you know, I I start making a list of those things and then I, you know, think of people who could help out with those various tasks. Um, You know, the other thing is, too, I I try to automate a lot of things. So something as simple, and I think I spoke to this uh, with you before, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like groceries and, you know, ordering things. They just have everything on um, a subscription with Amazon. So paper towels and, um, you know, all of my different uh, food items that aren't perishable. Um, just trying to eliminate a lot of the things that, you know, you would do on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon um, to free up time to be able to do more purposeful things. So, um, I, I think it really just comes down to making that list of things that are very purposeful to you and then looking at what your day is like on a daily basis and taking out those things that you don't need, need to be doing and, you know, eliminate, automate or delegate those things. That's, that's awesome. Now, who, who do you use to, uh, to get your groceries automated like that? Uh, Amazon. I just set things up on an auto subscription. So, you know, every month I have my water come, my coconut water, my various uh, spices, um, protein powders, uh, household items, cleaning supplies. So you can just go on Amazon and you can set all of these things up to arrive, you know, on a monthly basis or weekly basis, however you go through them. That's so cool. That's awesome. Um why don't you give us a day in the life of, of Eric? I mean, you know, I know it's your off season right now, um, but, uh, you know, during your I, – I guess let's look at your training just because that's, that's when you have to juggle a lot of the different, uh, the different tasks. So what's, a, what's an average day, you know, when your training look like? 
Sure. So I wake up pretty much every day around 5 a.m. Uh, without an alarm clock. It's just kind of uh, uh, set, in my, set in stone to wake up at 5 a.m. every day. Uh, I make a bulletproof coffee. That's the first thing I do, um, which is coffee, butternut, MCT oil, coined by Dave Asprey. And uh, for about an hour... I do all of the high-purpose items that are on my list. So from five to six, it's you know tackling those, let's say you're using Warren Buffett's rule, those five really, really important things so that I know that you know if I get flooded throughout the day with emails or training or phone calls that you know I at least achieve those things that I really needed to get done that day. Um, at six o'clock, I usually do my first workout and I usually pick either the longest or hardest workout of the day to do first. Uh, after that workout, I'll have my second breakfast, kind of a recovery meal. Uh, and then from, let's say, you know, this is in the midst of training and the, that workout was a two and a half hour bike ride uh, around, you know, 9.30, 10 o'clock, I'll uh, start tackling email um, usually work right now uh, on a lot of branding for the gym. So, you know, social media posts, working on email blasts, um, figuring out various ways to, you know, create new revenue at the gym, um, looking at reports, um, setting up meetings for the week, uh, management meetings to go over, you know, what's happening at the gym. And then around usually 2 to 2.30, I'll do my second workout of the day, uh, which is usually the one that is less intense or of lesser duration. Um, and then usually dinner, uh, usually three days out, and then probably three days uh, here at, at my house. And then I go to bed usually around 8 to 8.30, and that's normally when I try to read. So I'll either go through my uh, my Twitter uh, followers and, and see what posts were made that day to see what content is out there or I'll read some blogs, read some articles but uh, before bed I usually just try to kind of wind down and, and, and read something new. That's awesome. Yeah, structure is huge. Uh, something I'm actually terrible at um, but I'm trying to get a lot better. Um, you know, and, and uh, morning process is big for me or has been instrumental in, in uh, improving my productivity and just you know, I do the same thing every morning. First thing I do, I wake up is, um, I, I got to try the bulletproof, co- proof, bulletproof coffee. I haven't done that yet, but I have a cup of coffee and and read and, uh, you know, and just kind of try to keep my mind from going straight to work right away, um, you know. And then I usually walk the dog or do something outside and then get into kind of my day. So, not quite as structured as yours, but I'm getting there. Yeah. No, I, I found even traveling, I try to maintain that structure. It just, that's what works for me. If, you know, I can keep things pretty dialed in, then, you know, I'm able to, to stick to the plan. Um, you know, it's tough. I mean, just let's say I travel for two or three days and I'm not able to get into a structure. It takes me a, a good four or five days to get back into that sleep structure, that eating structure. And, you know, that's why I just try to stick with it the best I can. You know, even when I'm not training hard, I try to try to stick with it just so I, you know, don't get out of focus. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, what's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur? Uh, in your eyes, whether it's now or when you were starting, and how did or do you overcome overcome that? Uh, I would say the hardest part is the risk involved, and 
knowing when to keep going and when to call it quits. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a balancing act of, you know, burning money from the start and wondering how you're going to get the money back, when you're going to get the money back. Um, and if you're not getting the money back, you know, when to pull the plug and say, Hey, this just isn't working. And, you know, it's definitely not a science. It's, it's an art. Um, fail fast. I think it's one of those. Yeah. Fail fast. And you never fail fast enough, but, um, (laughs) it's one of those things where, I mean, the more you do it, the more businesses you start, the more you learn, the more, the less emotional you become about it. You know, it's very easy to become emotionally attached to a business and make emotional decisions instead of business decisions. So, you know, I wish I could tell you there was an easy formula to it, but it's really just getting out there doing it you know, realizing that there's risk in everything. And, um, you know, as you continue to build these businesses and and start up new businesses and build teams, you start to learn lessons and it makes it easier the next time around to know like when to put your foot on the gas and when to put your foot on the brake. Yeah. Oh, great advice. Um, how, how does being an athlete help you be a better business owner? You know, did you see a correlation between, uh, you know, the traits that you either have or, or skills that you've developed being an athlete and, and how does that carry over with uh, being an entrepreneur or vice versa for that matter? Yeah, there's a tremendous correlation. So, you know, I always say there's so much more to completing an Ironman than just running, biking and swimming an unfathomable dif- dif- uh, distance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's about overcoming obstacles. So, you know, when you finish an Ironman, that's obviously a very difficult day. It makes other things in life seem a lot easier. So, you know, that irate customer that calls you and is complaining because you charge them a late fee, it just, it's so minute. So it puts everything in perspective. It just, it makes you tougher and it makes you realize that the daily obstacles you face really aren't that bad and, you know, get through them. You're going to forget about it the next day. It's not that big of a deal. You only live once, you know, live life to the fullest. So um, it's really uh, – I, I really think that being an athlete, overcoming obstacles relates really, really – and it makes you a better business owner and a, and a better person. Oh, great stuff. I completely agree. Completely agree 100%. Um, you know, whether whether you're a, a recreational athlete or even just – even on just the fitness side, you know, just the, the, the fact that, you know, there's on – the, on the simplest level, there's days when you don't want to work out. You know, and and overcoming that little voice in your head that just says, oh, "I'm really tired. I only, you know, I only slept five hours last night instead of seven, or maybe even less than that." And you know, just getting yourself to the gym. I mean, again, that's on the small level, but but just having that drive and, and being able to overcome those obstacles. That's that's the correlation that I see as well. So that's that's great. Um, last other- question: What's What's one of your greatest tips for someone looking to start something? I know that's really broad, but whether it's fitness, whether it's business, you know, what might what tips might you have for somebody look, looking to to just move, to just go and, and progress? Uh, I think the biggest tip that I have is start telling people what you're going to do. So, you know, if if I want to achieve a goal, if I want to qualify for Kona, I'm going to tell everybody around me. I'm going to tell all my friends. I'm going to tell my family that. Hey, I, I want to qualify for Kona. 
And that puts the pressure on me to then go out there and execute on a daily basis to achieve that goal. Um, so I would say that is the number one tip is, you know, tell people, tell the world what your goal is because it puts pressure on you to do it. So if your goal is to get into the gym starting on January 1st, tell all your friends, hey, I'm going to I'm going to join a CrossFit gym January 1st. I want to get back in shape because um, it puts pressure on you to, to do it. Um, and then, you know, I would think the second goal is, um, you know, setting a goal and then coming up with mini goals. So, you know, if I want to qualify for Kona in two years, then what are those mini goals that I'm going to set up to make sure that I can achieve that, that major goal? Um, because it, you know, if you, if you set some kind of major goal, it can seem very, very in the distance if you don't set up these minor goals leading up to it. Uh, but if you set up, you know, benchmarks to hit to get to that major goal, then it makes it seem so much more achievable. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Publicizing, you know, what you're what you're trying to do and, and, you know, your overall goal is 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 huge, especially if, like we talked about, you know, you're in a community, whether you're, you know, you're at your CrossFit gym and, and telling people, you know, hey, I, you know, I really I'd love to lose 20 pounds. And, you know, they're all going to help you do that. And then giving yourself intrinsic Goal, you know, goals that that you need to measure to to get there's is a is a great way to kind of put a stamp on that and get put your foot down and uh, you know make it happen. Um, this yep. is great, Eric. Thanks a lot for for uh, talking with us and um, you know your insight into balancing an a crazy you know life of training and and trying to compete at an elite level in triathletes as well as running what three businesses, right? We're talking three. Uh, two businesses consultant to one okay yep. okay well you're you're thinking like a business owner with three businesses that's for sure <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and um tell people how they can best contact you if they if they want to reach out and you know what would you suggest if they want to start a conversation sure you can find me on linkedin just uh, my name eric hinman or you can find me on twitter uh at eric hinman and definitely visit uh, any of our websites uh roundedco.com or urbanlifecrossfit.com fantastic thanks a lot eric appreciate your time cool thanks john have a good one what an awesome episode right i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did interviewing eric was a breath of fresh air especially for me Um, You know, I have ADHD and have a hard time concentrating and focusing on the tasks at hand. Um, You know, Eric's take on productivity and process and kind of that schedule mentality is a huge help for me to get, uh, you know, some tips on balancing my work life with my personal life and making sure that I fit in the things that are most important. You know, take the little pieces like how he orders uh, you know, re- does reoccurring orders for his groceries and things like that on Amazon so he doesn't have to worry about it. I think a lot of us take for granted the things that we have to think about every single day that deter us from the things that we really need to be focusing on, which if you're an entrepreneur needs to be your business. I mean, that's your lifeblood. That's going to allow you to live the personal life that you want to. So um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you want more content from Successful and Fit, I encourage you to check out our website, successfulandfit.com. There you will find all the content that I pump out, whether it be on mental and physical fitness, growing and starting your business, or being more efficient in your personal life. Subscribe to our newsletter, or you can find me all over social media, on Twitter, Facebook, just about anywhere else to follow along with my journey on growing my own business and how you might be able to apply that to your life and your business. 
Thanks for listening. Until next time, have a great day.